Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. Esther chapter 9 The king's command and law went into effect on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month Adar. On the day when the Jews' enemies had hoped to overpower them, just the opposite happened. The Jews overpowered those who hated them. In each of King Ahasuerus's provinces, the Jews assembled in their cities to attack those who intended to harm them. Not a single person could withstand them. Fear of them fell on every nationality. All the officials of the provinces, the satraps, the governors, and the royal civil administrators aided the Jews because they feared Mordecai. For Mordecai exercised great power in the palace, and his fame spread throughout the provinces as he became more and more powerful. The Jews put all their enemies to the sword, killing and destroying them. They did what they pleased to those who hated them. In the fortress of Susa, the Jews killed and destroyed 500 men, including Parshandatha, Dalphon, Aspatha, Poratha, Adalia, Aridatha, Parmashta, Arisai, Aridai, and Vizatha. They killed these ten sons of Haman, son of Hamadatha, the enemy of the Jews. However, they did not seize any plunder. On that day, the number of people killed in the fortress of Susa was reported to the king. The king said to Queen Esther, In the fortress of Susa, the Jews have killed and destroyed five hundred men, including Haman's ten sons. What have they done in the rest of the royal provinces? Whatever you ask will be given to you. Whatever you seek will also be done. Esther answered, If it pleases the king, May the Jews who are in Susa also have tomorrow to carry out today's law, and may the bodies of Haman's ten sons be hung on the gallows. The king gave order for this to be done, so a law was announced in Susa, and they hung the bodies of Haman's ten sons. The Jews in Susa assembled again on the fourteenth day of the month of Adar and killed three hundred men in Susa, but they did not seize any plunder. The rest of the Jews and the royal provinces assembled, defended themselves, and gained relief from their enemies. They killed 75,000 of those who hated them, but they did not seize any plunder. They fought on the 13th day of the month of Adar and rested on the 14th, and it became a day of feasting and rejoicing. But the Jews in Susa had assembled on the 13th and the 14th days of the month. They rested on the 15th day of the month and it became a day of feasting and rejoicing. This explains why the rural Jews who live in villages observe the 14th day of the month of Adar as a time of rejoicing and feasting. It is a holiday when they send gifts to one another. Mordecai recorded these events and sent letters to all the Jews in all of King Ahasuerus' provinces, both near and far. He ordered them to celebrate the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar every year, because during those days the Jews gained relief from their enemies. 
That was the month when their sorrows were turned into rejoicing and their mourning into a holiday. They were to be days of feasting, rejoicing, and of sending gifts to one another and to the poor. So the Jews agreed to continue the practice they had begun, as Mordecai had written them to do. For Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agite, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to destroy them. He cast the purr, that is the lot, to crush and destroy them. But when the matter was brought before the king, he commanded by letter that the evil plan Haman had devised against the Jews return on his own head, and that he should be hanged with his sons on the gallows. For this reason, these days are called Purim, from the word pure, because of all the instructions in this letter, as well as what they had witnessed and what had happened to them, the Jews bound themselves, their descendants, and all who joined with them to a commitment that they would not fail to celebrate these two days each and every year according to the written instructions and according to the time appointed. These days are remembered and celebrated by every generation, family, province, and city, so that these days of Purim will not lose their significance in Jewish life, and their memory will not fade from their descendants. Queen Esther, daughter of Abihel, along with Mordecai the Jew, wrote this second letter with full authority to confirm the letter about Purim. He sent letters with assurances of peace and security to all the Jews who were in the 127 provinces of the kingdom of Ahasuerus in order to confirm these days of Purim at their proper time, just as Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had established them, and just as they had committed themselves and their descendants to the practices of fasting and lamentation. So Esther's command confirmed these customs of Purim, which were then written into the record. Esther chapter 10 King Ahasuerus imposed a tax throughout the land even to the farthest shores. All of his powerful and magnificent accomplishments and the detailed account of Mordecai's great rank with which the king had honored him, have they not been written in the book of historical events of the kings of Medea and Persia? Mordecai the Jew was second only to King Ahasuerus. He was famous among the Jews and highly esteemed by many of his relatives. He continued to pursue prosperity for his people and to speak for the well-being of all his descendants. Titus chapter 3 Remind them to submit to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to slander no one, to avoid fighting, and to be kind, always showing gentleness to all people. For we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, detesting one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us, not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to His mercy, through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. He poured out His Spirit on us abundantly, through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we may become heirs with the hope of eternal life. This saying is trustworthy. 
I want you to insist on these things, so that those who have believed God might be careful to devote themselves to good works. These are good and profitable for everyone. But avoid foolish debates, genealogies, quarrels, and disputes about the law, because they are unprofitable and worthless. Reject a divisive person after a first and second warning. For you know that such a person has gone astray and is sinning. He is self-condemned. When I send Artemis, or Tychus, to you, make every effort to come to me in Nicopolis, because I have decided to spend the winter there. Diligently help Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their journey, so that they will lack nothing. Let our people learn to devote themselves to good works for pressing needs, so that they will not be unfruitful. All those who are with me send you greetings. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God love one another, and love your neighbor.